episode 31, What It Means to Give, Interview with the Husband, Part 2. Welcome to the First Year Married Podcast, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams. I'm marriage coach Kayla Levin, and I take newly married and engaged women from anxious and insecure to confident and connected through practical tips, real-life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. Welcome back, ladies. So due to many requests and also my own personal need to continue working on the topic from last week's podcast episode... I have my husband on again this week, which is super exciting. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you don't need to hear it, I don't think, before listening to this one, but you might want to listen to it afterwards. And I just want to give you the very basic concept was that I was talking about the difference in how men and women relate to asking for things and how when we can identify something that we really want, that we can't get for ourselves, And we're vulnerable enough to ask for it and to actually be enthusiastic about that and not sarcastic or ironic, but really asking for what we want and appreciating it, that it is really transformative to the relationship. And my husband, who many of you know, if you've been listening for a while, edits the podcast as well as runs a lot of the business, pretty much does everything other than the coaching and the podcasting, was editing the podcast and noticed that even in the example that I gave of how to ask your husband for something, I didn't even ask a question. (laughs) So this is so typical. I like literally, when I'm trying to get myself to ask my husband for something, I try to imagine like, is there a question mark at the end of the sentence? And there's almost never one. So I thought that selfishly getting you on Noah to talk about your perspective, but I think Also, because I know I'm very not alone in this, this is something that a lot of women struggle with. Hearing it from a man is something that is irreplaceable. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me again. (laughs) Do you want me to start with questions or do you want to intro it? I'm always terrified when you ask me questions on this, even though I get to edit. But uh, no, at least the background of why I was excited about this in general was because it really... I think made a gigantic difference of all the things you've brought into marriage because of all the research that you've done. This one made a huge difference to me. I'm a huge fan of it. I think anybody whose husband realizes that this came from you is going to appreciate it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it also does a lot for the women, right? It did a lot for you. And I see how much I'm able to relieve stress when you're able to openly ask me for something that's actually going to help you. And that means the world, right? So that piece of it, I think the baseline for me as a results-focused person is to get a result. But that's not necessarily, like I won't do something if it doesn't serve a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. I'll question until I get to a point where I understand the purpose and then I'll do it. This is a step above that. And I don't know if if you even know that until now with me describing it to you, but... How is it? What do you mean by it's a step above that? Like doing something to give to you is like winning the lottery. Like nothing else matters. 
and I think this is something we like we haven't talked about this so much, but the whole move to Israel was the ultimate fulfilling of something you asked for explicitly. Mm-hmm. Like when we first got married, it was like, I want to be in Israel. Right. And I didn't stop for 10 years till we got there. Right? right. And now it's happening. And to me, that's not like a great. Now I get to hold this over you. It's like a, I won the game. Like, this is great. Like, what do we get to do now? So I want to like, I want to point something out because I, I think that if I didn't know that this was typical, I would feel terrible, but I don't have the same relationship <laughs> to giving. Now, there, I, I feel that way sometimes when I know that I did something that you really needed, like especially if I'm like, if you're really struggling with something and I, and I help you or you're not feeling well and I can do something to take care of you. But I find that like over the weekend when the baby needed a diaper change, and you like jumped up to do it. Like, I can't imagine myself like jumping up to be like, I'll change the diaper so you don't have to. Like, I have to do, I have to explicitly work on trying to be a giver. And to some degree, that's probably a personality thing. But I also think that we just have a different relationship as a man and a woman in terms of what it means to give. And I talk about that a little bit in the last episode, how women tend to sort of keep score a little bit more. And the other thing is that it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that men tend to be very much like wanting to give, but also like will say no if they don't want to, where I think sometimes as women, we are concerned that someone will do something and then be resentful instead of just not saying no. I don't know how those two things go together because you never say no. So how come you're not resentful sometimes? <laughs> I think it comes through as a different thing. Like you, you talked about this in a previous episode, or at least I've learned it from you, which is that when men want food, they just go get it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I say, I say no all the time. I'll go, st- I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I go to the fridge. Right. You need something in the meantime. There's not an option for that. <laughs> so that's <laughs> like, that's not a, an explicit, you asked for something. I said, no, I'll just be like, I'm eating right now. Right. I will or be even if you're soon. working. Sometimes, right? Like if there's like something and you really have a deadline or you're really yeah. focused on something, that's true. But that's that you always describe that. So as like, like, but here's the thing: it's like sometimes I just say no because I don't want to. <laughs> that I don't see you doing so much. At least not if I'm asking something in a way where you're set up to win. Like this is the one thing that I feel like I really learned is that, and I see it with my clients a lot, and I see that transformation like as they learn it, is that we have to catch ourselves as women in setting up our husbands. Like, are you asking them to do something and it's actually important, right? It would actually make you happy. And after the fact, is he actually going to get any credit? Like, is there going to be that reward? And I got into this conversation with someone, which I thought was so fascinating, where I said like men, you know, men play for points. Like a lot of people have used that phrase, right? And I said, not for not out of guilt. Guilt might motivate a woman, but it doesn't really motivate men. Points do, and and success does. And they were like, "Ugh, isn't that just another version of men are, you know, boys will be boys. Men can't even grow up." And I was like, "No, because who says guilt's better than points?" Or or maybe right? let's just say it is. Let's say it is that men can't grow up, and let's say it's just like a video game. You know what the <laughs> great thing about points in a video game is? 
Because you never, when you're playing like whatever it is, right? You're mm -hmm. playing a game and you're racking up points. You don't trade them in for anything. It's just the higher the number, the better. <laughs> right. So if that's how so we just work, just give you five thousand points every great. time, and What's I don't the, run out. Exactly. Right. What's the problem? Why would you want to knock that out of a person? Let them be. Let me be a kid, and enjoy and be giddy about winning points. Because the thing that I see with you is that, like, when I actually am able to do that, with which maybe we'll go into more why that's so difficult for women, but <laughs> when I am able to. The analogy that I use for it is it's fuel. It's like fuel in your tank. Like all of a sudden, it's like you just had a Red Bull and now you have all this energy and you're like, that's why. What's the next place where I can get more points? Yeah, that's why I wanted to sit. Like, that's why I was so excited about you bringing me on and being able to talk about this because it's, I've been able to experience it with you doing it. And it makes the world of a difference because there are times where work is really hard, there are times where kids can be hard where life is rough, finances are hard. And anything giving you the ability to have meaning when you're failing at other things or you just don't feel like you're getting results in other areas of your life, even if it's just for the last 24 hours, you know, had a bad day at work, went to synagogue to learn and I didn't even get any time to learn anything. I come home and I go to the garbage can. This is what I learned from Rabbi David Greenlet, And I see you going for the garbage can and I take it away and I say, I'm taking this out because it's below you, <laughs> right? And it makes you like so giddy because I did something for you. Like, he literally does done. this every single time just to, okay, let your husband listen to this, even though I know he got this from Rabbi Greenblatt. And I also have realized that he actually waits to see me start taking out the garbage. <laughs> like he's like, so he can swoop in and take it. And even knowing all that stuff, it's still Swoon Town. Like, what can I say? You just It's just so cheesy and cute. It's points. It's points. You I get points. That's true. I'll take as many <laughs> points as I can get because then I'm winning. This is an area that I'm winning in. Nothing else matters. I can go through hundreds of days of rough days at work and screaming children and, you know, rough finances. And, like, if we're solid, then we're solid. And we'll get through it. And we'll be, you know, we'll be good. When shallow bias, when your your peace in the home is not solid, it like nothing else matters either. You can't get through a good day at work. It, it, it just everything else is empty. So to me, doing something for you that actually matters, that you explicitly recognize matters, that you ask me for, and then after I do it, I get a hug and you tell me what it means for you and you thank me explicitly, like. I don't get that anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Nowhere. Nowhere mm -hmm. in the world. When a kid comes up, sometimes they'll be like super grateful. Usually not, right? Mm -hmm. Unless I told them to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's a, it's, it's an amazing, amazing feeling that drives life. It, 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 I think for men, this is an area that could transform them. Forget just in marriage, like just give them the fuel to operate. So break it down for me. So if you're saying like, you, you actually just did a little bit, let's make it super crystal clear. So for the women that are listening to this podcast and they're saying, okay, I got it. I want them to have fuel in the tank. I want to give them as many points as possible. So what is actually included? They've heard my version of it. I want them to hear your version of that process going as well as possible. What are the components that are in there that yeah. matter? Yeah, so number one is, 
it's not that we want to be heroes and save the day all the time. This is something you've said. Men don't like to save the day. When you're a disaster and everything's falling apart, and because you keep getting yourself into trouble, I do get annoyed, right? And yes, I- <laughs> yes. It's the same thing if I keep doing the same thing to myself over and over. You know, the first day that I forget to eat lunch and then I'm falling apart, he feels terrible for me. But if it happens again, he's like, you need to fix this. We're fixing this right now. We don't have the bandwidth for you to not be reliable. And I just, I'm only saying this because this is very typical and women can sometimes still be stuck in the place. I mean, honestly, men too sometimes, but often women can be stuck in the place of wanting the empathy. But when I'm like, do you think maybe it's a little annoying for him that all of a sudden they're like, oh, <laughs> good point. Okay, maybe maybe I don't need the empathy. Maybe I could just go ahead and fix the problem. So if you, if you have an area where you're seeing your husband is starting to get annoyed, then it might be that this is a place where like he actually just does want to fix it. It's not... Like you said, he doesn't want to save the day all the time. Particularly if it's like your health, if mm-hmm. it's you're not eating lunch. No, no. I don't want to be like the person coming in and providing for you because you're not taking care of yourself. I want you to, I want a healthy wife, right? That, that area or like the kids are rough or, you know, you're whatever it is. But that's number one. And it's a subtle difference of, I think this is where a lot of, People get caught up because it's not necessarily PC. It's not like men don't want women who need them necessarily. It's not that that I want you to need me. It's that I want you to want me to provide for you and and that there's something I can actually provide, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning I love the fact that you're rocking it on this business. That doesn't threaten me. Mm -hmm. That's not a contradiction to this. And that's a very subtle aspect of this. But taking out the garbage, taking you out to dinner, giving you an experience or a gift or time that means something to you. And that is what we're talking about. That is huge, right? That's not me needing you to need me. That's me providing something that I exclusively can give to you that I get to fulfill that role, that I get to matter. Right. So then from there, I think it's, about that question of how do you bring it up? Is it like <laughs> there's garbage? And I'm like, great. This is not a joke. Like, the that's baby's literally diaper is dirty. The garbage <laughs> needs to go out. The diaper needs, like, remember like in grammar, we had to learn about what's the object or whatever. I feel like it's an old grammar lesson, right? The table, the dishes aren't clean. <laughs> it's so hard, you guys. I've been trying this for, for years. I've been working on just... A question with a question mark. Would you please take out the garbage? Ideally, would you please take out the garbage for me? Oh my gosh. You all get really upset about the for me, right? Like it's like a trigger for us. It's so hard to say for me because it. we're like, but you have that stuff is yours. <laughs> like, why is it for me? But you, from what you're saying, it's because the only reason you want to do it is for me. It's not because right? I could take out the garbage. I could take out the garbage right. for me. That'd be fine. I could do the dishes. I could take care of the, you know, baby's diaper. I'm I'm happy to do that. It's just not exciting. Uh-huh. And it's a lot more exciting when I'm doing it for you. Why not take something that's so boring, right? It's like it's like once where somebody talked about taking a shower. And I would take a shower. You do it every day. It's really boring. But if you go in the shower and you have the mentality like I am 
making myself not smell so the people next to me today <laughs> can enjoy a fresh seat on the train, right? Like right, right, right. that is, it's just a different mentality. It's a mentality of positivity and giving mm-hmm. that you're infusing into something really mundane. Right. So fine, I could wash the dishes. I could change the baby's diaper. Big deal. Okay, but if I get to do it for you, it's not that I'm not doing it for me and I'm waiting because it's like a tit for tat, whatever. It's no, I'm taking something that's super boring and is us just operating like machines and turning it into a relationship and something to bond over. And this, I think, is is the, the total paradigm shift that we have to undergo as the women asking because I think we often see you as a limited resource. And so... If I have to ask for the garbage, then I might not be able to ask for the dishes later or whatever the thing is, right? Like, what do I really need? What's really the most important? And then I'm resentful because I have to ask, right? But that's the exact opposite. It's not a limited resource. And every time I ask, I have less and less left. It's actually the opposite. Every time I ask, if I'm asking in this way where there are points involved, then there's so much more giving available. There's so much more that you're able yeah. to contribute because it's giving you that energy. So that I'm still working on, you guys. It's so hard. <laughs> but I this- think the only way I've been able to be able to do it is is if it's with a spirit of playfulness. Let's see what happens to him when I say this. You know, like, yeah. Could- could you, yeah, even like trying to imagine saying stuff, I have a hard time phrasing it. But I'll, I'll be honest, you're very, you're very, you have the humility. You let me be obnoxious <laughs> and point back out to you. Like, could you, like you'll say like the garbage is full and I'll say to you, could you please take out the garbage? <laughs> yes, exactly. And then you'll repeat it back to me just like I say to our children. <laughs> <laughs> to teach them to ask nicely. That's true. But you like you. That's what it takes. I'll take it. Because like it, to my me, it doesn't matter right now. And it still makes it. a difference to me when you're like, "Would you please take out the garbage for me?" Even though, even though I have to rephrase it, it totally. still helps. It's just yeah. like when I say that must be really hard for you. (laughs) And it's really tricky because like if I'm in like a very like, if I'm in sort of more of a masculine mode and I'm more results driven, which is often like when I want the garbage taken out, right? Like the house needs to be cleaned and I'm just looking for that result and I'm, I'm just totally focused on it. And then to just be able to switch into the playful mode of, would you take out the garbage for me? It's so hard. But if I step back for a second and think, okay, well, the house can be cleaned without being in that result-driven mode. And I can have so much more partnership and so much more help in that process if I'm able to sort of access that side. Now, I don't know that playfulness is what's required of everybody, but for me, I think that tends to help to be able yeah. to just sort of ask in that way. Yeah, I think I think like that the way it's important to make sure that it's, there's a question mark at the end and examples are, could you please do X? It would mean a lot to me if you would do this, but saying the word you and then thinking afterwards or hugging or smiling or showing emotion, the vulnerability of that afterwards is a big deal. Now, what I fear is I know all this information, so it's easy for us to do this well. I don't know. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I'm saying when you go, fair. But I'm saying when we attempt it, uh, it's a safe thing to do. Meaning mm. if you come to me and I'm sitting on the couch 
and you're like, would you please take out the garbage? And I'm like, no, <laughs> right? So like, I don't know if, if, if some of the people listening are going to have that experience. And it might be that it takes a little bit to get to a place where this becomes a playful thing, right? Uh-huh. It might be that people should listen to this. Really good point. this I mean, I would definitely recommend to the ladies to try this with something that you're already getting, not with something that you're not getting yet. So if he does generally take the trash down to the curb, but you are the one that reminds him when, or whatever the thing is, right? Then I would suggest practicing on that, on the thing that you already know you're going to get. That way you're also like really focused on your own zone, right? Like what am I doing? How am I showing up? How am I acting? Then his response can be a little bit irrelevant. Then you can sort of start to pay attention to it sort of from that like anthropological perspective, right? Like, okay, what is he doing when I behave this way? And sort of studying it. But it's a really good point. You know, you don't want to just come into a relationship where it is very tit for tat and you already have that dynamic and then just be like, you know, would listen- you take my car to the shop and wash it for me and get a detail clean? <laughs> and then I listened to this podcast and they told me to do that and right. then you're failing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like, yeah, I, I think that's a genius suggestion in that, you know, one of the things you've done before, we're at my parents' house now, so you'll go up to my mom and brag about me to my mom, who's a safe person to brag to. Right. You don't want to brag about your husband to like other your women, friends, other married women, <laughs> but like to my mom, it's like, and, and I'll hear you talking about it. And there are things you describe that you appreciate that I've never heard that you appreciated. And it's like, to me, no, that's a big, that's a great way to start also mm. is to show wherever you can, what you care about. Because mm. to me, that's like, oh, great. I could do more of that. And I get more points. Right. And this is where I get frustrated when people are like, you just need to communicate more because bad communication isn't any better than no communication in a lot of ways, right? If the, if the attitude you have is, you know, again, tit for tat or cynical or resentful, if that's the place you're in, then just doing more of that doesn't help. And just as one tip that I learned from the Gottmans that I think is really, really helpful is that when they were studying, they have a lab where they literally study the conversations and the habits and the the interactions between couples and then track them to see if the couple stays together. One thing they found is that if a conversation starts on a negative note, it generally can't be saved. And so if there's a hard start to a conversation, like if it's an accusation or if it's cynicism or if it's eye rolling or any of those things, sarcasm, then it's better to find a a quick and easy out of the conversation and to just assure the other person you'll come back to it. And even the best couples sometimes have a hard start. It's really normal. And just to say like, you know what? I think we're we're not in the right place to have this conversation. I want to talk to you about it. Let's come back to it again later. Sorry, that was a tangent, but I thought that would be relevant for, for what we're talking about. No, I, I think that's perfect. I think bringing it full circle to, to more what we were talking about in the beginning, to do something that matters to know that it matters, to take opportunities to let your husband know that it matters is huge because I'm going to work, right? And I have good clients. I have clients that are harder to work with sometimes. Thankfully, right now, everybody's great, but it's not always the case. There are situations that come up. There, It's just hard. Whatever, outside of the house, I come home, and none of that matters if I feel like I'm built up in your eyes. Right. But if and I, and I imagine that's similar in the, in the other direction, 
And I, I feel like this is a way where spouses can show appreciation for each other. I appreciate when you give me opportunities to give to you. You don't need to give to me to, to get that appreciation, right? Mm -hmm. I appreciate all the giving that you do. But the ability for me to also give back is a huge, huge thing for me. And it allows me to have that confidence doing everything else that I'm doing. Right. Well, I'm glad you get that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think we'll make that the homework this week. I, I like the way that you were saying to sort of start with appreciation. Start by expressing the appreciation you have for your husband or wife, if you're the guy listening. And one other tip that I just wanted to give is that some people find this much easier in writing. So if you're really struggling to do it verbally, start with writing, but don't let yourself off the hook. It does still need to translate on the daily basis of, you know, just being two people who live together, who share a household, maybe even share parenting, all the stuff that's going on between you, learning to adjust that that statement to a question if you're struggling the same way that I do adding in the for me at the end or just saying because what it would what it would mean for you or what what it would give you if he were to do that for you working on that is extremely profound and so that's your homework for the week and go ahead and send in any questions you have and we'll see you back here again next week thanks so much for tuning in bye-bye bye-bye